your name and message. I'll get back to you. You are full of bullshit, my friend. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. Ziegler with the Mental Health Hour. I am live and well in Pembroke Pines, Florida, and have no spells, and I'm not in hell, and I'm here with my beautiful wife Brenda. Hi, everybody. How you feeling today, Mrs. Ziegler? Okay. Yeah, she's just sitting here on the sofa, and we're sitting here talking, and we were just talking about her, her brother, her brother. Uh, was sentenced over the week and we don't have to appear in court he was sentenced to a mental health facility and for the rest of his life and he'll be going uh, uh, away for for the rest of his life in a facility in mental health how do you feel about that what happened to your brother are you okay with it Mrs. Ziegler yes how do you feel about that mm, okay yeah, she's just, she's kind of like bummed out because she misses her family. And her family's been gone now for almost four years. <clears throat> and uh, she knows that I am terminally ill too as a result of kidney failure, congenitive heart failure, and uh, end-stage renal disease. Um, I don't know how much time I have left. Uh and and what is next Tuesday? Do you know what next Tuesday is? Your birthday. And what else? Our anniversary. And what did you call me when you first met me? An asshole. Why did you call me an asshole? Because you were playing around with my sister. Oh, yes. I was playing around with your sister. I grabbed her tush. And you didn't like that, so... I ended up marrying the other sister instead. <laughs> so I did pretty good on that. So I am very happy. <coughs> and I'm very blessed. And we're going to go to a restaurant. And we're going to have tons of friends there. Uh, uh, my family members might even show up. Some of them. Some of them might be there. I'm not sure yet. But they might be. And... Uh, we're going to go and have a good time. And uh, 
We deserve so. We've been together 23 years. Uh, there was a time <laughs> where our mothers tried to separate me and my wife. And they tried to do it. They did a pretty good job of it. I mean, my mom and her mom were talking, and they, they tried to get me uh, not to go see Brenda at the hospital. And the, her mom wouldn't let me see her. So, uh, when she went into uh, Larkin Institute, I decided I'm going to go do what I got to do best as a consumer. I'm going to go check myself in to see my wife. And I'll go to any lengths to love my wife. And that's exactly what I did. I signed myself in to go see her. And guess what she was doing? What were you doing that day that I did that? You were signing yourself out. So when she signed herself out, I signed myself in. And I couldn't find her. And I went to room, to room, to room. And she was not in there. Well, apparently, she, I called her house. And she answered the phone. I said, what are you doing home? She goes, where are you? I go, guess. And she goes, I don't know, where are you? I go, I'm in your hospital room. <laughs> I tried, I checked myself in to see you, to, to be with you. And she goes, oh, Ron, that's terrible. So I was in there for 90 days, and the psychiatrist told me in the lobby, he said, if you tell me the truth and let me and let me know the reality of your visit for this hospital. I will let you go home with your wife today. I said, I, I did. I snuck myself in to see my wife. And he goes, okay, you can go home. Go home now. Your wife's in the lobby waiting for you. I go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you were going to keep me if I, if I didn't say nothing, weren't you? He goes, yeah, another two weeks. Motherfucker. I, I was so pissed, but I was so glad to be relieved from that hospital. That hospital food was, it wasn't so bad, but I think they medicated it. But, um, it is what it is in that reality. But, uh, like I said, I'll go to any lengths to love my wife. I've been with her 23 years. Not many people can say that in their, in their relationship, but I can. And, uh... When I do pass, I want to make sure she's fine because uh, I don't want her to go through homelessness or anything like that. And her brother reassured me that he will make sure she's uh, living with him, which I'm very grateful for. The other brother that that's normal and has a, a decent job and lives in another state and get away from these vultures down here, which is good. And I'm very happy about that. And you know what? All my situations are pretty much in God's control. I can't, I can't do anything any anymore. I'm housebound. Um, I go out when my nurse comes and my wife comes, so I'll be going out whenever I, my wife attends with me with a nurse because uh, I can't see out of my right eye anymore, and I get this, I I get dislocated. And I, 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 I can't see the distance, and then I trip and fall. So uh, I just go to AA meetings, and I go to church, and occasionally I'll go to a dance. But that's it. And I do everything else on Zoom, because that's what I was asked to do. Now, uh, 
I have been put through hell on earth. And I had my home taken from me, stolen from me. It was my parents' condo, and I, I lived there for 24 years. And I got I got basically ripped off. I took in a friend I thought was a friend. And you know the story. No need to go into detail. But you know the reality of it. And as soon as I get free of the other situations, I plan to seek civil restitution for what I've been through. And what was lost and stolen from me. Because you can't get those autographs back anymore. They, they, they took my autograph collection, my Star Trek collection. That hurt the most because I had Star Trek pieces from the 1960s that you can't get no more. I had a Jeffrey Hunter uh, Star Trek phaser pistol that was given to me by a very dear friend. And that got stolen. And a Johnny Carson autograph that got stolen and sold. And many other items that were stolen from me. And I have it all documented. I have all the receipts and all the letters I got from the stars that that wrote to me and stuff. And I still have their letters. Uh, thank God I kept some of it at my wife's house. But you know what? Uh, I learned never to take in another friend again as long as I live. I can never help another human being out by taking someone into my home. That's where you get ripped off. I mean, when my friend took me in, I told him the story. And, and he, he took me in regardless because he wanted me to have a roof over my head. And I paid him rent and never stiffed him. And he was a good and loyal friend. And he was more than a friend. He was a brother. And uh, he, he basically died of a broken heart. And I felt bad about that because I... I wanted to help him, and I, I didn't know what else to do. And uh, he was sad. Uh, he told me so privately he was sad. But he's with Christ now, and he's got more loves, and he knows what to do with them. Um, and then I had another friend that died of, he had spinal bifida, and he, he was a very good friend, Peter. And I have a picture of him. Uh, when he was like five years old, when he met uh, Burt Reynolds, and my friends are like, wow, your friends knew people. I said, ah, eh, you only know by association. <laughs> I got to meet so many beautiful uh, actors and actresses, and and it's common for me now. So, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a legacy in my own mental health. <laughs> There go me, myself, and I and my mental illness. And you know what? I'm well. Yeah, I'm well. Considering my condition of my kidneys, I have no kidneys that are not functioning at this time. They're dead. They're like two dead sponges inside me. And they're not working. The, uh, the hospice director told me yesterday, she said, by all this reason, you should be with God. And I go, why? She goes, people with your condition die ten days after, not one year later. You're still here. Why won't you go home? I don't want to go home. Not yet, anyway. I want to aggravate my enemies a little while longer. I like doing that. I think it's fun. I like, I like aggravating my enemies. And then I want them to all get saved so we can aggravate each other all throughout eternity. But that's just the reality of my life. But uh, that is what it is with my reality. Uh, I'm saved by grace through faith. 
Many of you may not believe that, but I have talked to my pastor and I've accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. If I didn't, I would be a lot worse than I am now. Guaranteed. <coughs> there was times in the 70s and the 80s I wanted electric shock and they wouldn't give it to me. Because I was, I was destined to have a curse of mental illness. I was cursed with mental health. And I hated it. I was born... When I was born, I was born with a coat hanger experience from an abortion attempt on my life. And yet, I support pro-choice. Why is that? Because I don't want people like my condition coming into this world fucking up other people's lives. Causing grief and mayhem and discord with other people. That's why I support pro-choice. Makes sense, doesn't it? Because people that come into this world like myself get abused sexually like I have, get beat up verbally like I have, take it out on their families like I have, done stu stupid things just to, just to get by with what you got to do in life just so you can... Uh, do stuff that you didn't think you could do. And now that I'm towards the end of my life, I'm okay with who I am as Ron Ziegler. I'm a mental health consumer. I'm bisexual. I like to wear women's underwear. Big fucking deal. So what? Uh, I can, I'm surprised some people out there are afraid to even talk about sexuality. It's like taboo to them. Stop being afraid of your own shadow regarding sexuality. It's a reality. You are what you are in the eyes of the beholder and, and your human spirit. You are what you are. Accept it, who you are. If you feel you're this way, you're that way. If you're that way, you're this way. Because stop judging other people for who they are and what they want to be. It's not your choice to judge them. Thank God you're not God. And thank God you're you're just a another public nuisance out there, <laughs> aggravating the hell out of people for no apparent reason. But I'm doing fine. I got a good lady next to me, still in bed, by the way. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, she's sitting here on the couch, fast asleep, because she was worried about me because I have problems breathing at night. And the reality is, I love my life, but I'm, I'm tired. My flesh is tired. My flesh is not wanting to live, but my spirit is. And I think that's what's keeping me going, is my human spirit. And I'll tell you, I got a lot of chutzpah. <laughs> For sticking around, I got a lot of chutzpah. Uh, as my Jewish birth mother told me. By the way, I'm Jewish. You know, from what my mother told me by my faith, uh, the Mosley family was related to Mike Mosley, the race car driver. And he was killed one week before his race in a car accident, no doubt. No doubt. And he resembles me a little bit in the face. And and, and uh, I think that's kind of weird, weird to see you, uh, you or your image of you inside someone else. 
looking in at you, and it's weird. It's like a it's like a mirror image, and it's it's kind of neat to see the family resemblance, the eyes and the ears, and the the hair, and the way we lived differently. I mean, uh, he lived an extravagant lifestyle. Me, I I lived a a bum lifestyle basically. I was a bum in my own in my own residence. <laughs> I was the guy on the couch that liked to use the remote as a job. <laughs> the TV remote was my job. You know how hard it is to pick up that remote and hit delete, hit turn the channel. Well, it was a hard. That's a hard chore. I'm still doing that to this day. Uh, I watch old shows. I watch old police shows like Ironside, Mod Squad, The A-Team, uh, Police Story, Rookie, Magnum P.I., Hill Street Blues, all them shows. Chips, all them shows. And that's what I do. Oh, and I listen to metal, heavy metal music and uh, all kinds of music. <coughs> throughout the day and uh, I'm alive and well and I'm not in hell and have no spells and those spells are pretty much gone I mean uh, I think my demons know that I'm about ready to cross over so they're about ready to leave my earthly flesh and go into someone else hopefully somebody worse than me and maybe they can go find some kind of re recruitment <laughs> but um, you know I I lived a good life I I wish I would have done things I should have done better like better my money and taking care of my wife better and treating my family much better but I didn't I was a very poor judgment of character and I character assassinized my family very badly with my mental illness. I drove them crazy with it. And I'm like a bees in a, in a nest. Like a bees in a nest and I was the honey of mental health. And I drove them crazy with it and I threw the beehive at them all the time. Just to stir up the bees. <laughs> yeah, so. And um. My beautiful wife. Oh, yeah, we have our moments. Uh, Name-calling sometimes. We fight. And we, that's when we call Dr. Don, and we sit and talk to Dr. Don. Oh, well, he said this, or she said that. And, and then we both made stupid remarks towards each other and made peace with one another during our Dr. Don session. And... Uh, Oh yeah, oh, we're guilty of being mean to each other. And, but if we didn't do that once in a while, we wouldn't get better in our love that we have for each other. And I do love my wife. Oh yes, I do. I love my lady very much, don't I? Mm -hmm. Huh? Uh, no? Mm -hmm. You're not going to talk much today? Mm -mm. They're looking at you like you need to say something. Are you happy? Huh? Mm -hmm. She's just not very talkative, everybody. I'm sorry. 
my wife is very, very quiet today because she's uh, in a humbling spirit because of uh, the reality of her brother. Uh, he's in a mental health facility for the rest of his life because he murdered his mom. And uh, I'm sad that that happened to him. After all, he did introduce me to the love of my, my life, my wife. You know, he was the one that brought me uh, into her life. He he brought her over to my job at Burger King. And I sat down. I brought them sandwiches. And I hung out. And, and I talked to them. And I said, I'm having a birthday party. Would you come over? And Well, she said, okay, I'll come over. And they came over and hung out with me at my birthday party. And they liked my condo. And I introduced my wife to my former girlfriend Christine Christine had severe schizophrenia and her mom wouldn't let me marry her so that threw me a curveball and I went into a drinking binge and I wanted to drink myself to oblivion but uh, uh, I ended up meeting Brenda and then I got right with myself and now I'm in recovery again and I'm doing fine, and I, I will not let no one take me or my wife away from each other ever again. Those days are over with. We are now stuck at each other side to side, hip to hip, for the rest of our lives. And I'm okay with it until the day I go home. And when I do get ready to go home to be with God, I'm going to look at my wife in her face and say, I love you more than I love myself and I'm glad I was able to love you in Christ I will be going home and in Christ I want you to live a good long life and I'm going to say that to her before I go home and God's going to give me that favor to do that before I go home but I am a I am a believer in Christ if I was not I would be a lot worse oh and, and one time I hated Christ I hated Christ. I cursed him out. I cussed him out. I threw rocks at God. I cursed him. I threw so much shit at him. I threw a bottle of Jack Daniels at a church. I knocked out some windows at the church. Well, they knew who did it. They made me replace them. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And I've been going to that same church since 1979. When I first met my wife. But you know what? I have a home. I have a car. Well, my wife has a car. I have friends. Real friends, not these fake wannabes that want, want to take you for everything you got. But real genuine people, friends. And I have a lot of pretty ladies, too. Wish I could love each one of them. <laughs> but they're all so beautiful, you know, and it kind of scares me because uh, these ladies actually like me for some reason. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. But uh, I'm a filthy rag, and in my mental health, I'm, I'm a diseased maniac. I'm a, I'm a warped lunatic. Even though some people think I should be institutionalized, God has a better plan. His plan overrides my enemy's plan all the time. And I will always be, my enemies will always be my footstool. <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
for the rest of my life and all the eternity. And uh, I even got a dog now. I, I got a good dog. He's a good boy. Yes, you are. You're a good boy. Yeah. Yeah, I got a good boy. And uh, I take him out in the backyard and let him go crazy. And I give him a little doll and he tears it up. I go, get the politician, get the politician. And I threw the doll in the yard and he tears it up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But uh, you know what? I got my marbles all in check upstairs. I'm, I'm all there. And it's kind of scary when you come to the realization that you're normal. Don't tell anybody. They'll take away my social security check. But um, uh, I'm okay. I mean, I'm well. And I'm, I'm well as can be expected with my kidney failure. But I just want people to know that the reality of God is real. If, if you don't love God and you don't want to believe in God, that's your choice. But it's my faith to share you my faith in what I believe in. And hopefully you'll take it with a grain of salt and realize that he loves you just as much as he loves me. You know, I didn't think God loved me because I had mental illness. I thought he hated me. I thought he cursed me. He stuck a coat hanger in my freaking neck. My birth grandmother did that because she was protecting her reputation. Because she was an old Jewish woman, and it was against Jewish custom to have an unwed mother in the house. And um, and uh, my grandfather was a radio announcer for 48 years. You Google his name, Howard P. Ackley, and he was a sports announcer, and she was a reputable school teacher. Oh, and my grandmother had an affair behind his back, and she, he knew. And there was a doctor, and the reason she liked him, his name was Paul, and that's how my father's name became my dad's name, Paul. She liked the name Paul, and she wanted me to have a father named Paul. So when she heard somebody named Paul was looking for a son, uh, they put me up for adoption at the Fort Wayne's Children's Home and then made sure that they adopted me, and I was adopted three months later. Um... I have a hell of a story. It's a hell of a mental health story. It's a hell of a human interest story. Uh, I was born to raise hell. <laughs> I was born to be someone's advocate. I was born to be a pain in the ass. I was born to be many, many things. But the reality is I'm just Ron Ziegler in my flesh. And I want to thank all the actors and actresses out there that follow me on my Twitter to follow me on my Facebook and Instagram. I don't do much on Instagram. Uh, I am uh, on Anchor FM. I do this podcast every so often when I feel the urge to talk. Now that I can go back on it and talk. But um, everything else I'm fine in. I'm, I'm okay with life for now. And whatever the sentence may be of whatever it is in the future, I'm okay with it. May may it lie lay in the in the in the gallows of hell for the rest of my life. But I'm okay, I'm saved by grace. Please everybody, if you're mentally ill, 
and you don't take care of that problem, please do before you end up in a hospital like my, my brother and all is. I mean, go see a psychologist, see a psychiatrist, get some professional help. Be well. Be well and, and stay out of hell and have no spells. And do what's expected of you as a human being in your frailties of mental illness as a consumer of mental health. I'm dying, everyone. I don't have much time left. I know I'm dying. I, I can feel the presence of the angel that's in my room waiting on me to cross over. As a matter of fact, I've even seen her. And um, I told my psychologist, and he said, you're having a near-death experience. And he said, that's normal. And uh, I just want people to know that I'm, I'm only human in my flesh. In my earthly flesh, there go me, myself, and I. The reality of the dignity of my human spirit, I'm only human. Yeah, so I'm a sexual, you know, deviant. <laughs> Especially when I flirt with my nurse or, 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 or antagonize my wife or, or just, just to be a pain in the ass to somebody. It's, it's, it's all in my flesh. But I am, I am what I am. I'm only human. I'm Ron Ziegler. Come and know me. If you want to know me, give me a call. I'll tell you my story. I'm not afraid to tell you who I am or what I am. I don't care what you think of me. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm getting ready to go be with my Father in Heaven. Our Father in Heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in Heaven. <clears throat> I know the prayer. If I didn't know prayer, I'd be a lot worse. So please, everyone, please. Please be well. No more hating one another. It's the life is too short for this crap. Oh, and um, I'm okay. And we'll talk again tomorrow. I'll come on tomorrow probably, in the, or the next day, probably after church. We'll see. I do miss my Dexter psychology show. It's a shame they killed him off, but made me very angry killing off Dexter. Now I got no psychologist. Anyway, I love you all. Well, now I'm watching Lucifer. I like how his eyes turn red and gets angry. Thank you, Tom Ellis and the cast of Lucifer. Alright, be well, everybody. I gotta go.